Welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine, and welcome back. I know it's been a while, I mean two weeks, but that's still a long time, and I definitely do apologize. This is something that I need to be more consistent with because I know that God has placed it within me to do And I know the enemy is trying to discourage me, trying to make me procrastinate and feel doubtful. But that just proves that God is God is really moving within me, that he's telling me this is there's a purpose why I created this podcast. There's a purpose why I've given you this voice. This is purpose why I've called you to speak and speak up and be the truth teller that I have called you to be. So please accept my apologies um, and I will try to be better, not bitter, (laughs) better. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I read a a quote uh, a while ago, a couple of weeks ago that said, no one's going to take your product seriously if you don't take it seriously. So here I am making a pledge to myself to take it more seriously to God to give me the strength because I know life will have every reason to kind of steer you off course and the enemy is prowling and trying to discourage me every second of the way and if you know me personally you know that I am someone who is sensitive someone who kind of has a hard time getting out of my own head and so that discourages me a lot whenever I go through different motions in my life and in my walk with Christ so I'm just being transparent as I usually am on here and I hope you guys could continue to listen and support and I just want to shout out the the high viewing well hi to me I know there are other podcasts out there other podcasts that I listen to on my own time like the Joe Budden podcast (laughs) I love him um but yeah his podcast gets about 230,000 listens weekly if not more (laughs) and I'm definitely not on that level I know um but I do appreciate the victories that I have experienced with this podcast I do appreciate the listens that I have experienced. And when I last checked my last episode of um, Faith Means Risk, the, the, the previous episode, episode 12, I realized that 78 of y'all from last I, I, I checked listened. And I just want to say thank you, whoever y'all are. If y'all could just reach out to me and let me know, hey, it was me. I was one of the 78. <laughs> I will greatly appreciate that, but it really means wonders to me. It mean it means um, just it, it has a strong impact on me. Just because sometimes I just question: Is anyone even like listening? <laughs> you know, like who's who's really like paying attention? Who really cares? Who, and you know, there might be people out there who really don't care and who wants to see me fail, and that's part of life, and that's fine. Um, but I know there are people out there who God has assigned for me to reach out towards, whether I know you personally 
or whether I know you indirectly or whether I don't know you at all and you just happen to come across my podcast, I just want to say thank you for your listen and I encourage you to reach out to me. I am friendly. I am open. I am um, in need of just hearing from y'all. So I encourage you to do so. Anyways, <laughs> I have to get all that off my chest and let's go ahead and get started. So if you haven't following me on Instagram, you would kind of kind of you would kind of piece together a couple of things. And if you know me personally, you'll know that I have recently moved from Boston, Massachusetts to Houston, Texas. And when I say recently, I literally mean an hour ago. <laughs> no, not an hour ago, but um, by the time you hear this podcast, it will be about a week. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it's fresh like that. And I have been purposely procrastinating. I mean, procrastination is on purpose anyway, when you really think about it. But I have been avoiding kind of getting into the root of the the process of emotions that I'm going through and talking it out because I am the one experiencing this emotional roller coaster and it's hard it's hard although that I I have been convicted about coming here and I believe God has sent me here and I'll explain everything but let me just say this even when you step out on faith it is still scary. (laughs) Okay. Don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. Even if you are in the will of God, right? You're doing what God has called you to do. It is still scary. You will still um, find yourself in the wilderness. You will still be uh, doubtful and trepidatious about your steps because it seems like you're just walking Like, uh, you know how there's an image, there's an image out there of uh, someone walking up steps, but they don't know where the step is going to lead them to. That is how I'm feeling right now. That is literally the, the visual depiction of what I am going through. I'm just taking steps, but I don't know where I'm going. I don't know if I'm taking a left or right. I don't know if I'm going in circles, but I believe I am going in the direction that God is calling me to go to. When I tell you God is my homie, my right hand, my left hand, my behind, my front, my side, my vertical, my diagonal, he is literally every position, every type of friend in my life, every role dog in my life, he is that. God has been my source throughout this transition and it's still a transition. It is still a, a, a season of learning and growing and I don't know if that will ever change in life in general you know I could be steadfast in a season but I am still learning and growing so I don't know when this feeling of complacency will ever come to play um or if that even is of God I'm not sure but I y'all it's a process it's really a process and I just want to just talk about that. And I know in the previous episode, I talked about how faith meets risk and it may feel scary. It may feel 
you're walking on um, just tready waters, but understand that God is literally, he is guiding you through it. And he will walk with you if you allow him in, if you allow him to do so. Um, now that I have literally practiced what I preached last episode, I am here to just talk about my fresh experience in stepping out on faith in this big faith filled bold way and it's so different y'all like I've lived away from my parents once before and that's only in the context of living on campus being in college being an undergrad and living on campus that's just what you do you know for the most part I know some people commuted and that's fine but um, when you live on campus it is scary as well but it's there's a community there there are people who are obviously on are on the same boat as you people who have um you know lived on campus and who have you know lived away from their parents for the first time and they're going through the same emotions and they eventually you know get over it and that's what i experienced as everyone else did while living on campus but you're with a group of people you're with a community of people who are literally going through it at the same time. So it's just that understanding and there are tools set in place at the school that kind of helps the transition and the adjust the adjustment. Um, but being a young adult, I'm 27, and living away from home, um, living in a whole different state that hours away, states away from my home state is definitely a different territory. It's definitely a new territory. And it's, it's, I am on an emotional roller coaster and I don't even know, <laughs> like, what's up, you know? Um, okay, so let's just talk, start from the beginning. Okay, so the first, I want to say the past few months, I've been feeling, not even the past, honestly, since last year, since the end of last year, I've been feeling this desire to, not just a desire, but I've been feeling a conviction to do more, to step out on faith more, to get out of my comfort zone, to um, be bold and to go ahead and go forth. I've been feeling like I've not feeling like I have reached a plateau in my professional life, in my personal life, in my spiritual life. And I haven't been getting the feeling, the feeling, F-I-L-L-I-N-G, that I've been yearning for. And I've been seeking for it online, watching different preaches and sermons and testimonies and different things that has been fueling me up but in my everyday life I've been I've been feeling like I've been going through like the motions of life like okay you know that's it and I feel like there's more to life and I honestly don't even have an exact picture or an exact uh word to describe what I'm looking for what I'm searching for but I just know I'm on a journey. I'm on a journey right now, and this is a stop in my journey, and this is a, a different point in my journey, and 
I, I know God has brought me here, has led me here, but even though he has brought me here, it is still scary. It's new. It's, it's a change and it's, Anyways, I could go on and on, but let me just kind of order my thoughts. So I wrote this down, <laughs> trying to get some order. So yeah, so the past uh, year, so like a few months, I've been feeling convicted about just just stepping out of my comfort zone, just trying to do more. You know, in the Bible, it talks about God has given us a spirit of Uh, of power and sometimes it says bold depending on which bible you have but it's power it's boldness all of that in that same context and when he gives us that spirit there are things that we have the opportunity to do that may not be comfortable that may not be something that we choose to do it may not be something that others would expect or want for us to do but we feel a calling to go ahead and do it. So the spirit of boldness could look like, it could look different for anyone, but if you have had a desire to kind of be a speaker, but you find yourself to be a shy or introverted person, yet being a speaker has been a a passion of yours, or you, you find you find a conviction when you look at other speakers and you're thinking to yourself, wow, I want to speak like that. I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I have this to talk about, but I just can't find myself to get out and get up there and get up on the altar or get up in front of this conference and speak. Um, But when God has called for you to do that and to step out of your comfort zone, he will open up doors and opportunities for you to feel enabled and encouraged to go ahead and do so. So um, when I've been feeling convicted about moving forward and moving past what's comfortable and trying to be stretched, I it's been it was placed in my heart to seek for employment in Houston, Texas. Um, as I was doing my research, I learned of different opportunities to grow professionally. I even researched churches (laughs) that I could be a part of, you know, find a church that is right for me and um, that could, you know, that could speak to my spirit. So I was like looking at different churches online and not online, but through Instagram. And it was just like a lot of different things were just making me feel like, okay, Houston is a place. Houston is a place for me to go and move to. So... I've been applying to jobs for the past two months, two months, and I haven't heard anything of of strength yet until the past couple of days. And I get a phone call from one of the schools I applied to, and they came across my resume, and they were just like so impressed. She was like, I'm so impressed by your resume. I I just feel like this is... what you have to offer what you can contribute will be amazing to our school oh like just like hyping me up to the point where I was on the phone and I'm just looking at the phone like is this a joke (laughs) what (laughs) like is this a joke because literally she was saying everything so as if like she like as if something had to be placed within her to give me a call and some of the words that she was saying, 
showed me that she was a person of faith, a person who believed in God. She not only said different words that made that clear, but she also mentioned God. She was like, oh, you know, I was just praying to God. Like she said that. And I never had an employer tell me they were praying to God. <laughs> what? You know, usually you keep God out of the workplace. And even as a Christian, you know, that's some things that I just, okay, I get it. You know, some people feel uncomfortable. There are atheists out there who you know, maybe your colleague who may be sitting right next to the cubicle you're at and may feel uncomfortable with the talk of God. And okay, you know, but to have this employer literally say things that I've been saying and praying about and she's saying it so freely and she was just so impressed with me. Like I didn't have to necessarily beg for the job. It was, it was mine. You know, it was just mine. So when she was just asking me about my, my experience, like it went into a phone interview, but I was, I wasn't in a headspace of like, oh, I hope they like me. Oh, I hope they accept me. I hope they really, I just instantly knew that it was mine. I just knew that it was mine because all that I had on my resume was enough for her to immediately started talking to me as if this is mine. And they said, they came across other resumes and there was no one else who had the same, who had what they wanted, like, like mine. Um, so push comes to, sh not push comes to shove, but like literally the next day I flew in because the phone interview went so well. I flew into Houston. I packed up all of my things and I flew in and I had the declaration and hope and faith in knowing that this job is mine. Mind you, we kind of already talked about money, you know, negotiation on salary and like um, my role. Like it just felt legit. Um, but they wanted to meet me in person to make sure that I am who I said I was. So, but, you know, like uh, over the phone, it, it wasn't a guarantee like, okay, this is yours. But it wasn't said like that in per like directly, but it was kind of clear for me. So that's why I packed up all my things. I just had that faith, but we go. Okay. So I have, I, I fly, I fly in, I'm in the office. They're like, boom, boom, tag teaming with me with different interview questions and then literally the same question. So I'm elaborating, I'm talking more, I'm repeating myself and I'm kind of feeling dang, what if this is, what if this isn't for me? <laughs> and at that point I didn't share the news with everybody. I just shared it with the core people in my life. And so when I was thinking to myself, like, oh my gosh, I feel silly to have brought all of my bags, all of the clothes and shoes that I need, I would need to just come fly out here just to not have this job. Like this job better be mine. So it was a long process of like tag team of questions. And um, I, I expected uh, the job offer right at the end of the interview. But instead I was told, oh, we have another interview coming in two hours. So we're gonna check in with your references in the meantime. And you he'll, you're he'll you will hear back from me um, by this afternoon. And I'm just like, <laughs> nigga, what? <laughs> uh, come again? Because I didn't hear you. What? <sighs> so I'm just like, you know how you give that smile <laughs> at, at work? <laughs> and you're just like, not at work, but like at a potential 
place of employment and you're just like okay well <laughs> there goes that hope for the best and you I walked away with tears in my eyes and I just said to myself like well <laughs> self <laughs> if this ain't it it ain't it you know and I just felt like you know, I'll just get on the next flight to Boston. Um, okay, so time goes by. I get a phone call and I'm waiting to, you know, hear what the what the verdict is. The first phone call I get from the potential employer um, was just, oh, we just wanted to confirm whether or not you was on board with, you know, the, the responsibilities for this position. Just trying to make sure that I am fully committed to what is assigned for this position and i'm like yeah <laughs> what yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you want me to write it down again do you want me to translate it to five different languages like what's yes okay yes is universal what's up okay so uh, and they said okay uh we'll give you a call back soon <laughs> soon like later on that day he said so I'm like okay so an hour and a half passes by and I'm just like you know what I need to pray away this spirit of worry of anxiety and just hope for the best and let me try to like distract myself and then I get another phone call I finally get another phone I finally get that phone call and uh the potential employer says uh, you know, I'm going to send you this document and I want you to look over it, consider it has a test. And I just want you to determine like, you know, how would you, you know, respond to this document? So, you know, the whole purpose of it is for us to see how you, how you, you know, how you work, you know, we just want to see how you work. And I'm just like, huh? And I'm just, and of course I'm saying, huh, in my head. But I'm just like, okay, yeah, sure, go ahead. <laughs> and I'm just thinking to myself, are you kidding me? If you wanted me to complete this document, why wasn't it said beforehand? Why wasn't it said before I flew out here, you know? But anyways, it was sent to me. I completed the document and another hour passes by. So by this time, it's in the evening, okay? It's evening time. I should be asleep. Um, but it's evening time. I finally get the phone call again. So this is now the third phone call and boom, I get offered a position. It was after I was asked, Hey, how are you feeling? <laughs> I know today was long. Literally these words were said to me and then I was offered the position and I tried to maintain my composure, but I was excited and I was like, I let out a scream um but it was it was an exciting time and as soon as I, as I finished uh that phone call I called my sister and you know we shared the same bliss of excitement and all of that and it was great and it was a great moment for me a euphoric moment and my parents were happy for me but let's talk about how when you accept something that's new and it's exciting, there is a high that comes with that, okay? Let's talk about that high. There is a high that comes with that and there is a slow, a sinking low feeling that will soon arrive. And 
I don't know if anyone listening has ever felt a sudden shift of emotions um, from high to low. And I don't know if that's supposed to be alarming. I don't know. But I know that as soon as you may feel like a blessing has finally come your way, the enemy will try to make you question it. (laughs) And that's exactly what I felt. Not immediately after, but it was like a day or two later and it it was all hitting me like, wow, I'm really here in Houston. I've really uprooted my life at a whim like this. And although it wasn't at a whim, I gave the core people in my life notice, like my parents, just letting them know, hey, this is what I've been interested in doing. I let them know in advance that I've been wanting to move to Houston. Um, But the sudden shift of just one day being in Boston the next day moving was definitely a a hard impact it was a hard impact and there's no you know I wish that would have been different I wish I would have had two weeks notice you know I wish I would have had a a see you later party I wish I would have had time to meet and not meet, but like, yeah, meet with everyone who I will be departing from and, you know, kind of set, set a restoration process for all that I'm leaving behind. Um, but I can't, I, you know, it's out of my control with that, but that's just the only, that's the only thing I wish I could have control. I, I wish I could have had control over and it hurts because it feels like, I, I don't know, I feel kind of guilty. I feel kind of unsure if I've, if I'm, I don't know. It's like, I don't want to let anyone else down. And I know I talked about before of people bondage, of the spirit of bondage, the spirit of people bondage in particular, and always worrying about whether or not this person will be happy with this decision that I'm making for my life. I have always been in bondage of thinking whether or not will so-and-so be happy that I did this? Will so-and-so be proud that I did this? And it has been of disservice to me as a young adult because, you know, as an adult, eventually you make decisions that benefit you. You know, you make decisions for your life and the future that you want for yourself. Um, But as a child, there are decisions made on behalf of you, you know, because you're a child. But at some point in your life, and being that I'm in my late 20s, and that's kind of scary to even say, but I am in a point in my life where, well, when I don't have to do things to please others necessarily you know but there is that feeling that I have that I would love if everyone was on board if everyone accepted everything that I did and um supported 100% and with genuine feelings and all these things but that's just life you know you could be 34 and still not everyone may be on board with the life that you decided for yourself and that's okay because your journey is your journey Anyways, <laughs> yeah, so I say that because I just, I don't know, I just feel like, like my parents, they have 
but my dad in particular, he loves me very, I mean, my mom, both of them, they love me very much as they, as they should, <laughs> you know, I'm their child. Um, but there is that, that attachment that parents have that I think is a, maybe a Haitian thing, but I feel like there's a stronger attachment that Haitian parents have over their children <laughs> and they don't see you as an adult until you're married okay and I am not anywhere near that so even though I am 27 years old I am still a baby in their eyes and so just the thought of me moving so many states away it's not like I'm moving you know to New York or somewhere you not too far but I'm moving in a I move I've moved to a state where you will have to take a flight down here unless you want to go for the car ride which is not my style but yeah and it's it's hard for them to kind of swallow that pill um more so for my dad especially because he has an attachment issue <laughs> but it's, it's a blessing to have a father who who loves me as much as he does um but yeah it's it, and in the midst of that I felt a, a, a cringe of or a tinge of guilt thinking to myself dang am I doing the right thing you know, did I pray on this hard enough? Am I sure? And it's like, even, I don't know, am I the only Christian who feels like even when I do pray about something that has been on my spirit for quite some time, even if I do pray it and I feel, I see and receive the answer to that, 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 that conviction and that spirit that has been put upon me. I still question, am I doing the right thing? <laughs> is this of God? Is you know? And I don't know why that is. I don't know why that like am I not praying right? Am I pray, am I not praying hard enough? I seek um wisely counsel. My mother's a prayer warrior and I always, you know, appreciate her praying over me, praying for me and all of that and I'm just thinking to myself like am I not praying as hard as maybe she is like am I not like should I be having these hour long or hours long prayer sessions with myself I just I don't know I don't know and maybe I, I need to maybe I do but when I pray I will have like it could be um it's, it's more than prayer for me because I talk to God um, I think every time I talk to God, it's a form of prayer. But when you think of formal prayers, I, I, I think it's, you know, more of the, the, the knees bowed, the, the hand raised, the eyes closed and, you know, the prostrate position that you will do. Um, maybe I'm not doing that enough, but I do that. Like I do that like once or twice a day. Maybe I got to increase. I don't know. Anyways, all I'm saying is as a Christian, I just pose to anyone else who may be feeling the same way. Do you ever feel like you're not doing enough as a Christian in your walk with Christ? Do you ever feel like you have to question even after you pray, is this God telling me, <laughs> you know? Um, but I am an overthinker. Everyone who knows me, or at least any, everyone who knows me knows me knows 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 like what um knows that I am an overthinker and that just means you're an underthink underthinker <laughs> no but 
I, I, I analyze to the point of no analysis. Okay. I am an analyze queen and there is no such thing as doing things impulsively in my life. Unless I'm like arguing with someone, which I have been doing much better on, you know, anyways, I could go on a rant. But yeah, like I don't believe I would ever do a big move like this uh, without any time spent with God to consult him about it. I've invited God into this process for ever since it's been placed within my heart to come here. So I know this is of God. I know this is of God. Um, but just being here is, like I said, I'm going through an array of emotions. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm sad. <laughs> you know, it's funny because when you pray for something, it's like, and when it finally happens, I'm still sad. <laughs> ah, I don't know. And ugh, I don't want to get emotional, but there is all my life. I've been dealing with a spirit of loneliness. Even when I am in a room of people who I am close with, people who I know, people who I may just be acquaintances with, I feel a, a spirit of loneliness that comes over me. It could be for a long period of time or a short period of time, an hour or five minutes. It, it comes over me like no other. And I don't know if there's anyone else out there who understands what I am talking about, but it is a spirit, y'all. Like, I'm not even trying to be one of those, ooh, googly woogly. <laughs> nah, nigga, it's a spirit. And I pray over it, uh, but I I fall victim to it. It's like I surrender to it in, in a way because I, I always feel like there is a lack of understanding between me and people I don't feel like I'm understood. I don't feel like people are on the same page with me. So when I talk about different things or when things are on my spirit and I discuss them, the receiving end don't get it. <laughs> and I'm just over here feeling and looking stupid. I'm thinking to God, like, God, why did you create me to have these convictions? Why do you create me to have this passion? Why do you create me to to want more. There are a lot of people in my life who are fine with the way life is, yet I'm over here wanting more. What's wrong with me that I want more? You know, I want to be more. I want to do more. I want every year to be more. And it's not just more on a you know, I want to be more financially stable. I want to be more um independent, but I want I just want more of, I don't know, it's something, it's just a, a spiritual more that I'm yearning for. You know, I, I don't want to just go to church and just come back home. I, like, and when I see God, I see God outside of church too. Don't get me wrong. Like I have my personal one-on-one -on -one times with God and we talk throughout the week. We have a relationship. Yet when I am in the midst of others, I don't find the same feelings and experiences that I that I am going through 
mirrored in someone else. And it just saddens me. It's like, why, God, do you make me this way for me to be alone, even in the midst of people? (sighs) Anyways, I don't know. Maybe it's depression, too. But I try not to speak those things over my life. But, yo, if it's a duck, it's a duck. Quack, quack. Okay? And it's a dog. It's a dog, dog. It's a dog. Anyways, I'm just... <laughs> let's, let's bring this back. <laughs> Anyways, so I just want to talk about... Yeah, so my move here literally was overnight. <laughs> I mean, I had the phone interview on Thursday, flew in on Friday, and boom, I'm still here because <laughs> I got the job and I started work on Monday. <laughs> so... And yeah, (laughs) so even though it, so it's, of course it feels like, and it is, um, like a sudden, a sudden change, a sudden, a sudden shift. Um, but it was in process, you know, like it was bound to happen. I just ideally would have liked it if I had two weeks notice, you know? Um, but yeah, I've been applying for months and finally things came about and what's funny is before I got that phone call I felt it within my spirit and I just knew I just felt it within me I said and I even wrote it on Twitter so those who saw my tweet the three of y'all it's like <laughs> no but those who saw my tweet no it was actually retweeted by a cousin but um I wrote I feel a blessing. Not, no, I didn't even say feel. I said a blessing is coming my way. I just said that. I just knew a blessing is coming my way. And I didn't know exactly in what way and in what shape and what form or if, um, if it was going to be in the context of me getting a job and being able to move out here. I just knew a blessing was coming my way. So that was like two days if not the day before I get the phone call from my job and it just happened so sudden and when I said a blessing was come out coming my way it was an assurance like no other I felt a peace unlike um unlike any other I you know as you guys know I was dealing with uh, the spirit of brokenness <laughs> okay broke as a joke the spirit of being <laughs> overdraft <laughs> okay the spirit of just struggling and um even though I was finally getting my unemployment checks I was still feeling like all right well <laughs> this is it you know but and unemployment checks aren't even all that like that, you know, it's still, I'm grateful. I was grateful and I'm still grateful. But my point is that when you're like, when I was going, when I was in that, in that season of, of brokenness, <laughs> um, I, I was feeling, as you guys know, I was feeling discouraged. I was feeling depressed and just like, just whack about myself, my life, and all all that comes with it. And in that moment when I felt a spirit, a, a blessing was coming, suddenly those feelings of discouragement, those feelings of whackness just came away from, like just went away. Like I just felt assured that God had it all together. 
it, it was just a strange like assurance. And I don't know if anyone else look, let me know if y'all ever um you know, experienced something like that before, but you know how you're in a season of struggle and even though you're still in that season, suddenly you feel and know that God has it under his control. Like suddenly those feelings of discouragement and worry and anxiety goes away at a whim, like, like instantly y'all. It was, it was an amazing, amazing feeling. And then suddenly I get that phone call and then boom, boom. I'm in Houston. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm here and I am trying to get my life. I'm grateful that I have family out here on my father's side. So, and they've been really helpful and hospitable and just amazing. I am astounded to how God literally opened this door for me. And not only did he open his open this door for me a lot of things has been falling into place like by itself like without me pushing or begging or pleading or compromising myself I have a place to stay not because I have my own apartment yet but because my family out here is amazing and offer their their you know their home to me until I get my own place um my job offered hotel stay cover that for me my the pay that I have here is it goes a long way much more than it would in Boston because the cost of living here and all of the factors that I I I, I research financially um I <laughs> y'all <laughs> and I don't like to talk about money like that even though obviously I talk about my season of struggle but um when I tell you my job <laughs> values me and values me in a manner that I've never experienced in previous jobs. I've been in previous jobs where I was just kind of like there and I would do my work, but I wouldn't feel valued. I would feel tolerated. I would feel just like one of many. Um, there's a lot of teacher retention in schools in Boston where which means that schools many schools don't appreciate the teachers they have and will just end the contract they have with you um you'll be hired at will which means they have the will to uh, let you go at any point throughout the school year at any point throughout your time there no matter how much time you've put in they could just let you go and be like well yeah we're, we're, we're all set with you you know we're we're cutting down on budgets or whatever the excuse is and um that has been the culture of one of my previous employers and it it sucks it really makes you feel like am I not worthy for stability am I supposed to just live a life paycheck to paycheck and not live more you know it was just a lot of different things piling upon me that I just didn't feel like this can't be it this just can't be it like this can't be life this can't it just absolutely cannot um but yeah so now I'm at a place where I am valued I am wanted I am needed and my voice and my presence matter and that's amazing so um I say all that to say ching ching 
Um, yeah. So I am, you know, stepping on my face. <laughs> um, let me just continue with my nails here. All right. So yeah, spirit of loneliness is something that I have been dealing with my whole entire life, whole entire life, no matter what season I'm I'm in. I'm always struggling with that and it's really it's not of God obviously it's not of God um and loneliness will have you do things that you shouldn't do you know meaning like you could be friends or be in relationships with people who do not serve you yet you're with them because they may feel a void, at least temporarily, right? Um, or, you know, you pick up a habit that is not conducive and it's actually harming you. Yet in the moment of that habit, in the moment of that addiction, there is a sense of understanding. There's a sense of peace, but it's all false. It's all false. Um, and uh, I don't know, y'all. Loneliness is, is a trip, but what I've learned in the few days I've been here is I'm an emotional wreck. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've learned, um, one. Um, and for those who don't know me, um, you know, they, they might, I, I may give off the persona that I have it all together, you know, I have a smile on my face and you know, I have a poker face most of the time. Like, you can't really see me sweat. But if you know me, know me, you, you, I'm sweating. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sweating. Okay? And I don't sweat like that, but I'm sweating. And it's what, honestly, let me just get to the root of it all. I feel like a lot of people have the out of sight, out of mind syndrome. And I've been noticing that the past couple of days I've been here, um, I've been noticing that from people who I thought cared about me, people who I thought were my friends. And it's like, it's one thing to get a congratulations, you know, I'm so proud of you or this or that. But it's another thing when people kind of just leave it at that. <laughs> it's like, okay, uh, you know, I'm over here in this whole new ass state by myself. <laughs> and yeah, I have family here, but... Um, y'all have been my family the past 27 years of my life, my friends, my core, my circle. And, um, I haven't heard from you, <laughs> you know, it's just like, did, did y'all fall off the face of the earth or what, what's up? <laughs> um, and there goes that spirit of loneliness coming over me. You know, it's one thing to feel lonely, <sighs> Um, because you're physically away from people who you have grown up with. But it's another thing to feel lonely knowing that people are choosing, they're making the cautious choice to not check in on you. <laughs> and this is not me sounding, this is not me trying to be a brat or spoiled or needy. But I just figure if I had a close friend, if I was friends or in the presence of someone who I've been in the presence of for all my life and they suddenly make this big move and um, they're essentially by themselves. Yes, they have family, but, you know, they're starting a new life here. Um, 
I would do more than just a obligatory congratulations text. <laughs> that's that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And this is no shade. If you take it has shade, then that's that's okay. <laughs> that's clear. Um, but you know, I I just feel like <laughs> nigga. <laughs> And it's funny, the people who have been presently, um, presently present in my life, I never would have expected that from them over another set of people. You know what I mean? Um, but I guess, you know, you, you find out who's really, who's really there for you, who, who really cares and maybe it's just me being emotional, but you know, I'm not even going to say that. I'm not going to discredit my emotions by, oh, I'm just being emotional. I'm just on my period. I'm just, on, I'm not, no, that's not it. I'm just saying <laughs> when you're friends with someone who have made this big move, you, the least you could do is check up, you know, and I understand we all have our own lives. We all have our own responsibilities, but right now you're listening to this podcast and you haven't done that yet. Okay. Let's take this moment and reach out and text me and call me, and FaceTime me, talk to me, ask me how, I, how am I doing? You know, that is the, honestly out of, you know, the, let me, let me say this. The two best questions you could ask me is how are you doing and are you hungry? That's it. Look, you will be my friend forever. You'll be my ride or die. Ask me those two questions every single day. <laughs> no, I mean, not every single day, but you know, like when I think of the question, how are you doing? I'm, I'm an answer. I'm a full on sermon to that question. Okay. Well, you know what God has for me ain't no, like I will go in on that question, but I have yet to have the experience on doing that. You know, I feel like a lot of people, don't give me the opportunity to share how I am doing. So that's why I have a podcast. <laughs> that's why I have a podcast for you to listen to uh, regardless, <laughs> if you choose to, obviously. No, but look, I, I, cr I laugh to keep from crying, even though I still cry. But I, you know, it just kind of hurts my feelings, honestly. You know, whether I make that known, like I'm not going to, you know, put on snapchat or instagram story uh, a pic or video of me crying that's freaking ridiculous when people do that but i i shouldn't have to do that you know what i mean like i shouldn't have to write an emotional text an emotional tweet uh an undercover tweet a subliminal message i shouldn't have to do any of that i just feel like if you have a friendship with somebody if you have a familial connection with somebody you should want, you should already have done your part as a friend, as a confidant, as a family member and been like, oh, have I checked on Maxine who has made this big move? Have I since said anything more to her than the obligatory congratulations text? Have I? No, I haven't. So let me go ahead and do so right now. This is your time. This is your time. Let me go ahead and do so right now. Um, but you know what? Those who have, y'all know who you are, and I appreciate you. But those who haven't, okay? 
Um, but yeah, like, you know, so really feeling it's only been since Friday. How long? I've, so it's only been a week since I've been here and it's just, it's a week too long. Like I still am the same person has like, ain't nothing changed about me. <laughs> you know, I am still the same old, same old, you know? So it's just kind of like, why act brand new? just because I'm in a brand new state, you know, like, why does a friendship have to suddenly go on silent just because I'm not in the same state as you, you know, and I understand the whole, there's a meme going around of, of, of it saying, well, of it reading, you know, I may not be the type of friend who talks to you every single day, but know that when I'm here, I'm here. If you need me, I'll show up. It's like, Okay, I mean, I understand that. Like, I'm not interested in having a conversation every single day with anyone. Um, I mean, some people, yeah, but like, for the most part, no, I don't require that in my friendships and my relationships. But I mean, in my romantic relationship, you better check up on me. But that's not what I'm speaking on. What I'm speaking on is friendships in my life, friendships and family, family relationships in my life. Um, I shouldn't like, this shouldn't be too much to ask for. That's all I'm saying. You know, like when a change has happened in someone else's life, you shouldn't just disappear and go ghost. (laughs) So at the end of the day, I say all that to say, I'm just hurt. (laughs) I'm hurt. And, um, uh, I'm about to swear, but let me not. Anyways, all I'm saying, that's how I'm feeling. And I just think it's whack. I just think it's whack. <laughs> and I'm just being transparent. I'm just like literally just talking right now. And I just feel like a lot of times when you call people out, and I haven't called people out on anything um, lately anymore, just because I've realized in the past people have a hard time with that. So until people could kind of get with the motion of, oh, hey, I mess up. Let me go ahead and admit that. Then we could have a conversation. But I'm so over confronting people about how they made me feel or what they did that that hurt me just for them to be defensive. I had a recent conversation with a friend of mine who I was being emotional with I I was being emotional in a sense where I said specifically I am hurt by your reaction I am disappointed you know um I did not speak out of turn I did not do anything I just spoke from a vulnerable state and I didn't get that same vulnerability back (laughs) it's like damn nigga were we friends or not (laughs) what's really good it's just like I just feel like as a friend you should anyone like if you're a friend you should be open to hearing like wow I hurt you like I'm sorry that I did and you know what I'm going to try to not hurt you again that's it I know in my friendships in the past, I may have said or done something to hurt the, the other person, um, but I have grown to respond in a non-defensive manner. I have grown to respond and be like, you know what, I'm sorry, 
you know, I didn't mean to say, I, I didn't mean to hurt you. Um, let's move on from, the, you know, I have learned to recognize your emotion and address it and still ask for forgiveness, whether you want to give it or not, but still request for it and want our friendship to still remain. Um, but when I ask for that in return, when I am the friend who says, you know, what you did actually hurt me, you know, this actually made me feel disappointed, I get defense. <laughs> I get this BS as response like nigga is this a twilight i don't know y'all it's just when you just go on a new journey when you when change happens it's so crazy to see how many different things unveil anyways i could go on and on about that but i say all that to say at these niggas no 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 <laughs> i say all that to say god is really your source God is your source of upon source upon source because, and this is not to sound, this is not to sound pessimistic. It's really not. I don't want to be that girl that like, well, no one's really your friend. No, I don't. There are people out there who are for you, who really do care for you. Um, yeah, <laughs> just got to find them. <laughs> No, 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 no. I mean, there are, and I do have some people in my life who fit that description, who are for me. Um, but it just hurts my feelings when there are people who I thought were for me and showed themselves to not be for me. And, you know, I guess, you know, that was going to unveil itself eventually. Um, but yeah, but it hasn't, you know, and I say that because look, so before I did this move, you know, I started this podcast in May, towards the end of May, I released my first episode. Um, but I kind of started the podcast before May. I was recording my thoughts out loud and just like talking, kind of practicing for whenever the reveal would be, um, not knowing when I would do it, but I would just go ahead and record and just talk about different topics and how to just practice, you know? So when I finally released my first episode, I received so much support, um, so much support that I just didn't think I would. Um, and I remember everyone who reached out to me and said, congratulations, I'm so happy for you. I, you know, that's awesome. Like, I really was blessed by this episode. I really think you are doing a great thing. And like so many encouraging words. But I had one particular friend who didn't say any of that, <laughs> who only said things like, oh, so you're really about to release an episode every week? You know, that's one thing. And then said other things like, like, this person never supported me. <laughs> like, never said, that's amazing, keep going, I'm so happy. Like, never said words like that. Just kind of said, like, kind of shady, like, oh, so you're really about to release an episode every week? So you're really about to you know, do this, like kind of just kind of questioning whether I'm not, whether I'm really about this. And it's just kind of like, what? <laughs> Why is that your first response? Why isn't your response something like, wow, I'm so happy that you did it. That's amazing. Good for you. Like it, it was just such a dry response. And so 
unsupportive and I didn't realize the lack of support then um, because I was just in a high of finally releasing it and I was just in a high of the, the people in my life who had reached out to me and supported me but this person never never really said anything of support to me and I realized this person would give shout outs to everybody else in their life, but never shout out to me, never would repost what I, what I, you know, my episodes, never would, you know, repost and tag my stuff, you know, never would promote me, yet I would see this person actively promote other people. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, hmm, that's interesting. Um, but I've learned um, through listening to other podcasts that, you may start a new thing in your life, whether it's a new business, a new relationship, a new venture, whatever it is, and there will be people who just wouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> like, that's the point blank, period. There will be people who just wouldn't care, who just wouldn't support, who just won't support. And it could be because they're secretly a hater. You know, maybe they just don't, believe in you maybe they don't care maybe they never cared um whatever it is it's you know it's just it's just someone who don't give a f um so yeah the same person was just like just not been supportive and i don't know i'm just i'm so sensitive y'all i am so sensitive i've always been this way but I've hit it and I, it's like I naturally hide it um, because I've always been kind of discouraged from, from crying and being emotional, all this stuff. And one thing I hate, oh, one thing I hate, I hate when people say, don't cry. I hate when people say, stop crying. Don't cry, don't cry, stop crying. Like, like this, like this shame, like, don't, you, better stop, you better stop crying. <laughs> you, you better stop crying, okay? And I, I would get, I've, I've gotten that like throughout my life, especially when I was younger, when I didn't have any control over my emotions. And now, even though I am emotional, I, it comes out at appropriate times, like when in the comfort of my home. Um, but even then I'm still discouraged from crying and it's like, stop, (laughs) stop, let me cry. Like it's okay to cry. And Honestly, what I notice is the people who say, don't cry, stop crying, why are you crying? Any of that are people who have not allowed themselves to cry. Let that sit. People who have not allowed themselves to cry, to be emotional, to be vulnerable. People who were not given the opportunity to do so because that innocence has been snatched away from them. So some people who tell me, don't cry, why are you crying, stop crying, I have compassion for you, honestly. I have sympathy for you because you have not been given permission. You have not been given comfort to cry, to share this natural human reaction. And it saddens me that my cry makes you uncomfortable you know like cry with me nigga (laughs) like let's cry together let's have a crying party and be happy while doing it like 
there are tears of every emotion. I cry when I'm angry, okay? That's when I'm really angry. Like, and I can't even get my, my can't, I can't even get my words out. I'm too busy crying. I cry when I'm sad, obviously. I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm overwhelmed. Crying is me. It's in me, okay? If I, if I don't cry, I'm not living. I'm not breathing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like it, it just proves to me that I'm alive. I'm alive. And I go through these emotions and I, I try to find the point of it all. And it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be emotional. It's just stop telling me, stop crying. You know, like stop telling people, stop crying and stop apologizing for crying. I've learned I'm not, and it's, it's a conscious, um, step I need to continue to make but I need to say to myself like when I am crying in public I need to stop saying um I'm sorry I'm sorry for crying I'm sorry no no (laughs) I'm crying (laughs) I'm not sorry for crying I'm just crying and if you feel uncomfortable you can leave but let me get these tears out um anyways I say all that to say I'm a crier (laughs) and that's okay and if you cry too, let's cry together. It's totally fine. Let's stop shaming criers. Ugh, that is such a pet peeve of mine. Anyway, let's get to the Bible. <laughs> I don't know what point we are. Okay, let's get to the word. <clears throat> All right. So I want to get into Exodus. I'm about to say Exodus. <laughs> What's good? What's good? Okay, no, let's get to Exodus 4. Exodus 4, and as always, I am reading from the NIV version. Okay? So Exodus 4, and it's in the Old Testament, all right? So anyone who hasn't read their Bible, please know that. (laughs) Please. (laughs) All right, so Exodus 4 gets into the call that God has upon Moses, okay? Yo, I get Moses right here because you know how oftentimes we, all right, let me just get to it. So (laughs) I go on and on. Anyways, so Exodus 4, it's really this whole chapter, but I'm just going to read, I'm just going to read certain parts. So let me give you some context. Moses has been called by God to lead the Israelites, okay? To lead them out of slavery, to, to lead them, to guide them, to be their leader, okay? So that's just point blank period. So Exodus 4 starts off with Moses um, answering God's call saying, what if they don't, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you? Question mark. Um, Then the Lord said to him, what is it? What is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said, throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake and he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake and it turned back into a staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. All right. Um, And also God gives him um, several other instances to prove to the people that he was called by God to lead them. Okay. Um, but I also want to get into verse 11 in chapter four of Exodus. The Lord said to him, 
who gave human did i read too far no no so verse 10 actually moses said to the lord pardon your servant lord (laughs) and let's just pause right there because you know how oftentimes when god calls us to do something we're like okay yeah 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 but but nah god I, i can't nope i can't go up in front of all these people and and talk about this topic. I can't go up in front of all these people and share my testimony. (laughs) I can't go up in front of all these people and, you know, do this or do that. Um, So, yeah, we will interject ourselves and get in the way of God's will for our life. And that's been done back in the day, okay? So please do not feel alone in that. Um, But, yeah, here... Moses is telling God, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. All right. So we have here Moses, someone who was called and anointed by God to do his will. Yet Moses is feeling inadequate. He is feeling doubtful. He is not at all on board with what God has for him, okay? He says here that, you know, I'm not much of a great speaker. (laughs) I, you know, I'm slow of speech and tongue. Um, I've never really been eloquent. Uh, My past doesn't really look too bright. Yeah, this ain't gonna, I don't don't see it, Lord, you know? Um, But... God is instructing him, trying to encourage him, saying, who gave human beings their mouth, their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. Boom. Let's just pause right there. All right. Oftentimes we may look at our, our credentials we may look at our resume. We may think to ourselves and ponder and um, find ourselves depressed over our past, over our past decisions because we didn't do this right. We f- fell short from the glory of God. We continuously fell short, you know. Um, but God is showing us, is telling us each and every day. He will teach us how to be more like who he has called us to be. So if God has called you to be this leader, to be this helper, to be this counselor, whoever God has called you to be, let him call you to be that. You know, he will allow for you to experience change, to experience counsel, to experience resources to be who he has called you to be. So when Moses talks about how, you know, he's not, you know, he's not the best speaker. (laughs) He's not the best leader. He's not the best this. He's not the best that. God is literally telling him, I will help you with that. I will help you with how to speak. I will teach you what to say. Boom. Now, I totally get this just because in my line of work, I'm in education and the job that I have now is in education. I'm a teacher. And even though I love teaching, I believe this is not, I believe, I know this is a gift that God has given me. 
I still get nervous, y'all. I still doubt if what I'm saying is accurate. <laughs> like, I have a whole master's degree in education, in curriculum and teaching. I know what I'm doing. I've gotten the degree on it. I have, I carry the degree on it. Like, I know what I'm doing. But when it comes to, like, being in the presence of people and knowing that I have to, I'm in a new environment. So it's like, okay, do I have to kind of prove and show? And of course, there is that understanding of, you know, people call it the probationary period where, you know, you have to kind of prove that you are worthy of this position, that you are given this position off of credit and yours alone. Now you have to prove that you earned it. Um, it's, it's a little nerve wracking and I always feel like, am I going to stumble over myself or am I teaching this correctly? There's a lot of different things that I, that I experience internally yet in doing so, God has never let me down y'all. Every time I, I speak, well, right before I speak, right before I lead something, I always ask God, teach me, <laughs> teach me how to lead this, teach me how to teach this. Teach me how to speak this in a manner that stimulate understanding amongst the people who I am teaching to. Make sure that, teach me how to use my words correctly. You know, sometimes I may stumble over my words. Sometimes I, y'all, I stutter. I don't know if anyone noticed that, but if I talk fast, which just happens naturally, I have to literally cautiously tell myself, slow down slow down because there's like it's weird yo there's like it's like a fire inside of me that's like okay I have to run through these words I have to just get to the end of the sentence and when I get there I mumble over the last three words I'm just like did that even make sense <laughs> you know there are so many videos that I have that I have recorded that I listen back I'm just like was I speaking English like what is this it's really weird and I don't know what it is I don't know if I messed up as a child <laughs> like what did I do but I do remember being young and speaking fast on purpose and maybe that messed me up <laughs> like I remember coming up to my dad and being like like just speaking fast and it would work like I would literally speak fast and I would understand what I said but maybe it wasn't clear enough on the receiving end. Anyways, I say all that to say I stumble over my words. Now, I won't say stutter because I don't like the word stutter, but I stumble and I have to cautiously slow down. As with other people, it may not be a cautious thing. They may just naturally speak super clearly and confidently and without any shakiness in their voice. But for me, is totally different okay and it's weird because I'm a teacher you know teachers don't stutter <laughs> teachers don't stumble over their words teachers don't uh feel shaky when when they talk <sighs> well hello my name is Maxine and I do just that okay yet I wake up every day and do it again <laughs> I wake up every day and try harder and some days I don't try <laughs> not I don't try but there are I've noticed with myself I don't give myself enough enough credit to push myself you know sometimes I'm lazy and I know that's not of God so being that I'm in this new position they sought me out they 
really wanted me. They value me. I really have to show and prove. I, I can't sit back. You know, I can't just be lackadaisical. I can't just be, you know, I have to be. Do, do, do you understand what I mean? I have to be. And I've never had to before. But now, ever since I've been asking God to push me, help me grow more, I believe this is an opportunity to help me grow and this position, it's definitely like they are needing for people, for me to be initiative, to um, go ahead and make decisions. And they welcome that. And my previous employers never really did. And I would stay comfortable in the thought and knowing that, okay, well, I'll just be in the shadows and I'll do my class and I'll just sit back. I won't speak up. I won't you know, offer my leadership services, I'll just sit back. But with this position, ain't no sitting back. <laughs> they need me to speak up. And there's a lot of areas where they really need me. And that's not to sound cocky, but it's my experience literally from what I've been through, from what I've seen in my previous jobs, I could bring so much to the table in this in this environment that they would greatly appreciate and there's no other way for me to bring that forward if I am not initiative so this is when I tell you this is really of God and this there's a lot of signs that show me this is of God um but it's definitely I I I do feel like I'm being stretched because I know I'm being stretched past my comfort zone for so long professionally I've like I said I've been kind of in the shadows you know I I've done what I'm supposed to do, but I never went beyond the minimum. I never had to, you know, but for this position it's like, <laughs> not it's like, I have to, I have to show and prove, you know, they always credit like, yeah, she has a mat, like literally, <clears throat> ooh, excuse me, every parent that has come, you know, for the first week of school, um, they're like, yeah, this is Miss Morency. She has her master's and we're just so excited for her to be here. And all these, and I'm just like standing there like, yeah, I got my master's. I don't know. I just, I don't give myself enough credit to be honest, but yeah, when they were just kind of describing me, I'm just like, okay, <laughs> like, damn, maybe I am a big deal. And I say that because in my previous jobs, it wasn't a big deal. It was kind of like, okay. <laughs> So move out the way, you know, um, but that's sad because it is, a, it is a big deal. You know, no matter how many people have their masters, there's a lot of people out there who don't. And that's no shade. You don't have to. Not everyone needs to have their masters. And that's totally fine. But what, my point is, there's a lot of knowledge. There's a lot of growth. There's a lot of oomph and emphasis when you have an advanced degree. So um, the devil has definitely made me feel like it wasn't enough or that it didn't mean anything because of the environment that I was in that never really gave it much value, you know, but being in an environment where I am like looked at has a prize. <laughs> Yo, the head of the school there who um, is someone who she doesn't have her master's. She has been in many seminars, she said herself. Um, but she doesn't have the experience that I have, but she's ahead of the school. <laughs> y'all see, y'all understand what I'm talking about? She's ahead of the school though. Yet I'm over here with the, like with my degree, with, um, my resume. <laughs> 
but I'm not the head of the school. You know, my point is there is so much opportunity here for me to grow, for me to climb that professional ladder because of the because of the degree that I have. And I know I'm placed here to grow, to to further myself, to get that more that I've been looking for in every aspect of my life. Anyways, let's go back to Moses because I went off on the tangent. Anyways, so, I mean, no, I was on point anyway. So, yeah, like oftentimes when God has placed it within us to do his will, we question it. We feel like we are unworthy. We feel like we are irredeemable because of whatever we may have done in the past, whatever whatever that may have been done to us. We feel like, you know how would God use us? Why would God use us? And it's just sad. It's sad that we limit ourselves and we limit our thoughts and we put ourselves down the way we do. And I say we because I'm a part of that. Um, So being out here, even though I am valued, you know, it's just the first week that I survived. (laughs) Um, But in the midst of it, I was thinking to myself, like, can I do this? Can I be the initiator? Can I be the problem solver? Can I be all that I said that I could be in my interview? All that I say that I am through my, um, my resume? Can I do all of that? Like, I would really um, question myself in the midst of it. Like, while I was being hyped up by my colleagues um towards the the parents of the students i'm standing there thinking to myself like can i really do this <sighs> yo the devil will really have you question yourself y'all yo when i tell you pray incessantly pray incessantly please never stop praying because the enemy is prowling. He is attacking your mind. He is attacking your body. He is attacking your spirit. He is making you feel like you cannot and that you are not. Yet God is telling you, you are because he is. Okay? God is. Therefore, you are. Therefore, you have the victory. Therefore, because of his blood, you can, you will, you shall, you did, and you will continue period. So even though you may have the credentials, even though you may feel like this is a new experience, can I really take on this responsibility? Please continue to seek the kingdom of God because he will see you through it. He will take away those feelings and those thoughts and those images of um, of unworthiness, of inade- inadequacy, and he will fill you up with the strength that he has. Because like it says in the, in the word, in your weakness, his strength is magnified. He will shine out. He will show up, show out, all of that. So please understand and take that, take that to your advantage. You know, God wants you to talk to him. He wants you to pray to him. He wants you to invite him into your life but we can't do that if we are not doing that like if we if we're not coming to him if we're trying to figure it out on our own if we're avoiding prayer if we're avoiding fellowship if we're avoiding church and that's another thing i need to find a church here 
um, the church that I've been wanting to go to, first thing, I got to get my apartment settled and everything and then figure out transportation, not transportation, but my car's getting shipped here, by the way, but I got to figure out the distance between the places that I've been looking on, on online and on Instagram so I could kind of get my life in order. Um, but yeah, I just, just pray y'all pray for me. I will pray for you. I receive your prayers. I receive your, your, your send offs of energy of, energy I don't want to say that I'm not the type to oh you know energy you know give off good energy and vibes stop that's demonic praise the lord at all times okay um anyways my point is pray <laughs> um so in this season in this season that I am in I still have to force my and it's a force sometimes because many times I just want to crawl up in a ball and be like is this really what you want for me, God? <laughs> Am I really supposed to be here? Even though God has proven to me that I am supposed to be here, that he has sent me here and I have to continue to seek his kingdom to continue to walk in the best path he has for me. Therefore, I'm just going to continue going through it. Um, um, I'm going to continue to worship him and I'm going to make the cautious decision to do so. Because like I said, um, the spirit of loneliness is definitely upon me and it's not to give it power over me. I'm not trying to surrender to it. I'm not, I'm, I'm just calling the duck for being a duck. Quack, quack. Okay. Um, all I'm, my point is when I choose to stay sad when I choose to allow loneliness to get the best of me I am not recognizing who God is I am not recognizing the source that God is in my life therefore even in your hardest times even in my hardest times even in my space of loneliness I still need to encourage myself to worship and I still need to recognize who God is more and more because when we are worshiping God when we are inviting his presence in our presence we are forgetting we are releasing the power that these negative thoughts and these negative emotions that have that is placed upon us that we give power to have upon us and it's a struggle. I'm just being honest. It's a struggle. It's a, it's a cautious choice, but we have to make it, <laughs> you know, he gives us free will for a reason. And yeah, <laughs> I'm feeling better. I'm honestly feeling better right now. Has I started this podcast? Well, has I started this episode? I was feeling a little nervous to kind of get into the deep root of my feelings throughout this process um but gathering my emotions throughout recording this episode I am feeling his peace upon me <sighs> but y'all I can feel God's peace like upon me for like a good couple hours and then boom next morning comes next afternoon comes and I'm just hit with I'm lonely it's really crazy like one second I'm good and then 
the next second I'm worried about the decisions I made. <laughs> was this the right choice? Am I good? Was I foolish? Did I really hear from God? You know. <laughs> Anyways, I guess that's what it is. Um, but I will seek the kingdom of God continuously. I will still worship him and praise his mighty name. Lord, ooh, thank you for giving me the conviction to go ahead and record this episode. I've been trying to avoid, not I've been trying, I said it earlier. I, shoot, I definitely been procrastinating, but that's not but that I have. Um. Anyways, yeah, let's go ahead and end with prayer, y'all. <laughs> Father God, I thank you for your convictions. I thank you for your strength that is magnified in our weakness. I thank you for the steps that you have for us to take and the path that you have for us individually, Lord. God, I ask for release from bondage, release from the thought of wanting to please others, Lord. Release from insecurity, anxiety, fear, depression, Fill us up with your love and your grace, Lord. Fill us up with your peace, Father God. Lord, we ask that you just continue to hold us, carry us, and guide us along the best pathway you have for our life, as it says in your word. Jesus, I ask that you just continue to convict us accordingly. Allow us to be sensitive to the will that you have for our life. And Lord, we just thank you right here and right now for the doors that you are opening for us. Thank you right here and right now for the revelations that you will have for us to experience. Thank you right here and right now for all that is to come and for all that you have delivered us from. We've released the spirit of loneliness and we receive your comfort. We receive your peace. We receive the spirit of boldness, the spirit of love, and the spirit of a sound mind. In Jesus' name I pray to you. Amen. Peace. May God be with y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of God Built This Podcast with your host, Maxine. Please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and follow and comment on SoundCloud. God bless.